Hi there, we are Lauren and Kenzie, the co-hosts of A Scary State Podcast. Each week we cover a different state in the U.S. and we cover anything from murder mysteries, strange disappearances, paranormal activity, cryptids, or urban legends. So if you're interested in learning about the spooky things in your state, give us a listen. New episodes come out every Wednesday and you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Stay scary. Stay safe. The New England states hold most of North America's first documented history. Explorers coming to the New World to make a new life for themselves, and New Hampshire is no exception. But with a long history of growth comes a long history of loss. But there's not much here out of the ordinary, except those lost to treacherous waters, or left behind to guard treasure that doesn't exist. And even with little to no residents, a mysterious axe murderer that may have never been caught, leaving behind a wake of tragic deaths. But other than that, you may find yourself a peaceful island getaway at the Isle of Shoals. Hello. You are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And welcome to my house, where it is currently 58 degrees in here. I'm sitting in my comfy. It's I'm warm, but there's like way too much fabric touching my body right now, oh. and I feel ill, Oh, but at least I'm warm. <laughs> I'd rather, I, I don't know. I like when it's cold and then I can bundle up. I like when I choose for it to be cold, not when my furnace freaks out again. And That's it sounds true. like a ticking time bomb. That's true. Like, I am a little chilled. <laughs> yeah, like I could have the furnace on, but it literally sounds like a helicopter starting up. Uh-huh. So like, I just don't want to chance it. I can put more clothes on. I can put more blankies on. I cannot stop a furnace from exploding. I do like blankies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're about to have a lot of blankies tonight. Hopefully tomorrow, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I had another thought. Oh, I'm over here like it's 2005 again with my Mountain Dew voltage. Like I'm at a, oh. a Halo part. Like you know, I, did you oh, not? No. Did you not ever do that? Me and I- <laughs> me and our friend Nathan would get together and play Halo till like three in the morning, drinking like Mountain Dew voltage and. I, Do you, oh, no, 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 okay, I didn't. Well, <laughs> I was playing Animal Crossing. It's close. Almost like Halo, but not quite. Less death, I think. <laughs> yeah, less less swords and guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. But still fun. Still good. Still good. <sighs> okay, but we're back. It's another another Thursday. It is. Another location. It's our last thursday in january it is how the days have flown by already the years start coming and, and they, they don't, don't stop, stop coming, coming. <laughs> literally ever <laughs> oh the mountain dew voltage i might burp i don't know this is a mess <laughs> and you had chinese food before this i did i still have crab rangoon in my purse i thought you <laughs> reached you she's sitting in like a lawn chair right now because we're very classy here and you said i still have crab rangoon and then reached in the cup holder oh. i thought you were just gonna pull out crab rangoons from your cup holder no i almost brought them in here but i didn't want the temptation <laughs> so, so just crunch while you're in the microphone like mm, nom, 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 let nom. me dip these <laughs> pretty much <laughs> let me yeah. dip these in the in the orange chicken grease oh goodness <laughs> <laughs> no no just me again okay <laughs> i only have rangoons i don't i didn't bring any dippins <laughs> oh i got dippins i don't know go check the fridge <laughs> oh anyway speaking of it being quite chilly in here we've we've traveled to another sure. location i think that's probably chilly Good right now segue. thank you yes they might also be having a winter storm coming their way who knows maybe I'm I don't know actually I made it up they seem like a place that would get a lot of snow (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) 
We're in New Hampshire. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I've never been to New Hampshire. I've been all over the East, not New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be silly if you're like, it's West? <laughs> this <laughs> would be really embarrassing. The west side? No, it is definitely East. Northeast, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they they probably will get the upcoming winter storm before we do is my guess who knows which way the wind shall blow i know it also i've heard that we'll get like one to three inches i've heard up to eight inches of snow we will see i guess yeah yeah knowing knowing uh indiana and Terre Haute specifically it will probably be sunny (laughs) and 70 who knows right well it i'm sick of this up and down weather it's got me so messed up i'm gonna try to like not sniffle a lot in the Mm. mic yeah thank god you're not all of us have got to be done getting sick because like this is getting old this is out of hand (laughs) yeah this is going a little crazy okay well i guess i'll go ahead and tell you where we're at in new hampshire yes and this is gonna be a little bit different uh i couldn't pull demographics on this place yeah so megan gave me a list of places she's like you should check these out and then i did none of that (laughs) i started to look and i just wasn't really happy with what i was finding and i stumbled on this one for some reason Mm -hmm. uh and i'm kind of glad that i did i'm i am anyway i hope you were yeah i didn't see it i mean there were a lot of places that i I don't know. I, it's very possible this was somewhere in there and I just missed it. Well, the problem is it confused me because I was like, so are we on this one or this one or what is it? Which you're going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're covering today. That was a lot <laughs> me of truck. hugging the trucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're covering the Isle of Shoals, mm-hmm. which is a little patch of islands um, that's shared by both New Hampshire and Maine. Okay. So it does cross state lines. Okay. Technically. I mean, <laughs> I think from what you told me, some of the, one of the big islands you're, is on the New Hampshire side, if that helps. Yeah, because like one that I focus on a lot is off of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well... I'll go ahead and there's no demographics to get into because there's no... I read somewhere that said there are no permanent residents on the island. But so then did somewhere I. But it also else... depends on the island. Yes. Or, yeah, I guess I should say in the isles there are no permanent residents. But right. uh, other sources said that you could count them on like two hands. Like mm. That there are some people, but... Yeah, honestly, that's how this kind of came about was it was like five ghost towns of New Hampshire and one of them was a complete set of aisles. And I said, all right, I want that one. (laughs) Word. Let's talk about the aisles then, shall we? So I already told you they're off of New Hampshire and Maine and there are a total of nine islands. Good number. Mm Mm-hmm. The, in the 1600s, the Isles of Shoals were used by Native Americans as fishing camps in the spring and summer, and the Isles were named in 1614 by English explorer Captain John Smith. Oh, yay. Don't worry, That's this is not the name he gave it. It didn't stick. Okay. <laughs> and we'll Wait, talk about that later. What was the name? Uh, it was the Smith Islands. Oh. With a Y. Okay. Smith. We all watched. Smith. Yeah, we all, is it the John Smith? Yes. Okay, because we all grew up, well, a big demographic of us grew up with Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. We all know that John Smith is a big lion booty hole. So, like, the the whole Pocahontas, you know, portrayal of John Smith and Pocahontas and at all is a lie. It is so dumb. John Smith sucks. They barely crossed paths in the first place. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yep. So let's talk about these nine islands names, huh? I guess we should know what they're called. Mm, What a sports gnat, huh? (laughs) I swear. Here are the nine islands that make up the isles. There is Appledore, Star, Seavey. I know there were some fun names, and they're still coming. (laughs) Malaga, Malaga. Sure. I really don't like how it looks real close to Malaga, but whatever. ah. Cedar. My favorite, Smutty Nose. I knew it was going to be. That's my favorite, too. Uh, Lunging, I Uh-oh. think. Lunging? Lunging? 
Island? I don't know. White Island and Duck Island. Maybe John Smith got White Island. No, oh. he named the whole Isles. It was the Isles of like uh, Smith Isles or something. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk about it here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the on the Maine side, Maine has Appledore, Cedar, Duck, Malaga, and Smutty Nose, unfortunately. Dang it. <laughs> I knew Smutty Nose did not come across on my stuff. That's probably why. Yeah, I don't know where... Where did that name come from? Whatever. Okay. Uh, The Isles themselves have played a large role in history, and that is because the surrounding cold, deep Atlantic waters yielded an abundant crop of large fish. So I mentioned a little bit ago that the Native Americans use this as a fishing ground in the spring and the summertime. Mm -hmm. And the treeless isles were an ideal stopping point for European fishermen. So, of course, they came and said, this is ours now. (laughs) The first documented landings began at the opening of the 17th century. So, like, a little, just a little bit ago. Yeah, a a teensy bit back. Because they worked and traded, but did not settle in the New World, early fishing and trading outposts are not credited as the first New England settlements. So, Mm. this wasn't part of, like, the big New England states, I guess, the findings, even though they found it beforehand. Still, local tradition assigns the record to a group at Londoners, which is now Lunging, the Lunging Island, from around 1615 to 1620. So we're talking early 1600s. Right. Today, the only one private, today with only one private home, the island is far less populated than it was when the pilgrims arrived at Plymouth Plantation in 1620. One private home. So that's what, I don't know, maybe it's just like, they don't live there permanently. I don't know what the case is, but they, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. I um, mean, it would be really expensive to have stuff like ferried out there and. Yeah. Can I take a tiny segue before I forget? And it has nothing to do with anything you've talked sure, about. Sure, why I'll not? Make it, I'll make it quick because <laughs> I know we both have a lot of information. I just had Maddie watch Ghost Ship with me for the first time the other day. Uh-huh. Wonderful. I love it. Yeah. And this is silly, but do you re- do you remember obviously you remember the whole premise of it? Right. Yes. I don't want to spoil it too much, but the guy who's been fought- out long enough. Okay, yeah, I guess you all should know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So his name is Jack. Like when like the the crew had mm-hmm. salvaged the boat in the very beginning, they're at the bar, this guy named Jack approaches them and was like, I have another boat for you to salvage. Do you know what his name was? No. And I didn't notice it. I watched it with captions this time because I always watch with captions now. And I must have not then uh-huh. or just not put two and two together. But uh, Jack's name. So the the captain of this crew has a accent. He's like, what would you say? Not Australian. I have no idea. New Zealand? Something. He's got an accent is the point. I'm really mad that I can't think of what it is. But anyway, Jack's last name is Ferryman. Okay. And what is he supposed to do? He collects. Uh, wow, she's struggling. Holy cow! In that world? desperate, huh? Oh. Sorry, my big big cat just squeezed herself into a tiny spot. <laughs> she, oh, not that though. Shoe. Go on, skip. I just skip. yelled it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, as long as she doesn't mess anything up, God help us. <laughs> anyway, no. Remember, he's supposed to collect souls and ferry them off. Once he gets a boatload, he sends them home. He's Jack Ferryman. Ah. Because he's like, I don't trust this ferryman guy. And I said, ferry. Like, to ferry things. I was like, ah. So, I don't know. I was like, they told you in the first five minutes. That's called foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole movie is... I don't know. I like it. It's nostalgic. What made you think just ships, I guess? Because you said something about ferry. Oh, poop. I don't know. I said fisherman i don't know whatever it doesn't matter it was like fairy boats i don't know whatever okay back to the isles <laughs> and enter our favorite colonizer john smith Yay. <laughs> um he ended up it says explorer captain john smith even named the quote remarkablest isles yes that's <laughs> uh, you heard me interesting after himself on his 1614 map what a yeah, he named it. Man. <laughs> While summering at, oh my God, Monhagen Island in Maine, I believe, according to his account, fewer than two dozen men were able to hook 60,000 fish in a month. Yikes. That's a lot of fish, that I would have thought at the time. 
The same abundance was available at the Smith Isles in New England, and that's Smith with a Y. Smith was talking about the northern New England coast when he wrote, quote, and this is old, old English, so bear with me. Okay. <laughs> quote, of all the four parts of the world that I have yet seen not inhabited, could I have but means to transport a colony, I would rather live here. <laughs> oh, okay. And you should see the spelling of these words. Uh, just a lot of E's. Yes. <laughs> uh, Smith did not live here, but made three failed attempts to found his New England settlement. Good for you, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. All right. Now let's talk about the... I had to like cut so much information. There was a lot. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about the islands themselves and what they each have, I guess. Okay. So first we're going to cover the White and CV Islands. I think it's CV. I don't know. It's S-E-A-V-E-Y. Sure. I mean... Or did I say C-S-E... I don't know what I said. It doesn't matter. It's an S. We're going with CV. Yeah. White Island and CV Island are only separated at high tide. Okay. So you can get to them at low tide or you can cross them at low tide. White mm. Island is home of the White Island Lighthouse, better known as the Isles of Shoals Light. We have a section of our site. This, I cannot remember where I pulled it from. Whoops, Daisy. <laughs> dedicated to the White Island and the lighthouse with a lot of photos, histories, and other interesting information. Wow. And then they linked it. CV Island is currently only used by Cornell University to protect and study the nesting tern population in the summer months. Doesn't tern, surprise me. I guess, is that like a type of bird? A tern? I would guess so. Okay. There are huts built there by, by biologists to use for observation of the terns. The biologists stay at the keeper's cottage on White Island and go to CV Island during low tide when CV is accessible by foot from White Island. Now we'll talk about Appledore. Appledore, also known as Hog Island. <laughs> is oh no, are there actually hogs on the island? We'll get there. Ooh. Uh, it's the largest of the isles. Or it's the largest of the isles of Shoals. The island was originally used for farming. A church was built on the island in 1640. Most of those who settled here relocated to Star Island around 1700 to avoid paying taxes the American way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The artist saloon was booming was booming business on the island in the later part of the 1800s. Is it so, it's a salon? I don't know if they meant salon or saloon. It's got one O. I mean, I don't I don't know. <laughs> the artist salon. Artist, maybe I don't know. Hmm. The salon burned in 1914. <laughs> well, never mind. And that pretty much ended the leading artists, musician, and writers on the Isles. Today, the island is home to the Shoals Marine Laboratory and has been run by the Cornell University and University of New Hampshire since the 1970s. I heard uteracy of New Hampshire. Oh, goodness sakes. <laughs> Star Island. Yeah. Yeah. It was annexed to the town of Rye in 1876. It is now owned by the United Universalist Association and the United Church of Christ. Oh, well, well. I mean, if you're going to buy something, buy an island, I guess. I guess so. Okay, I think I've told you about this show before. Y'all have to watch Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> you, Yeah, you've told me about it. Because yeah. that definitely comes up at one point where they are going to buy an actual island and do a, a Christian retreat. Goody. I'm going to call it Zion's Landing. Oh, I do think you told me about that. <sighs> Lord, that is season two. Anyway. <laughs> Star Island is home to the Oce Oceanic Hotel. In 2008, personal tr retreats were allowed so the public could stay on the island for up to a week. Why did I forget how to read for a second? <laughs> Star Island was the first used by fishermen in the 1600s. The first permanent settlers came to the island in 1677 when Appledore Island started charging taxes to their residents. Which makes sense now that we know that Appledore belonged to Maine. And Star belongs to New to Hampshire. New Hampshire, yeah. Housing boomed in 1715 when a mass migration occurred. The island became scarce during the American Revolutionary War, but populated again when the Oceanic Hotel was built. The hotel industry didn't last long because mountain resorts were becoming increasingly more popular. I Okay. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's... One for the winter, one for the summer, dummies. Yeah. As the rich do. Yeah. <laughs> Today, there are about 90 college students who live on and care for the island in the summer, and about nine staffers live on the island year-round. So, see, there are some permanent residents. Yeah. 
Besides the Oceanic Hotel, the island is home to other smaller hotels, a marine lab, a floating dock, two tennis courts, two playgrounds, a daycare, a gazebo, and an old stone chapel. Wow. Smutty Nose, our favorite. <laughs> yes. Smutty Nose is named after a fisherman discovered how the seaweed, uh, after a fisherman discovered how the seaweed looked like the nose of a sea animal. <laughs> I mean. Call it like it is. The island's best known for its series of murders that occurred in 1873. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to touch on that or not. We'll find out. Oh, okay. Because there's like a whole book on this. There are no, books yeah, on this. It's, you can go ahead and go into it, though. It's uh, axe murders, correct? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. In 1873. Mm-hmm. I mean, what better weapon? Mm-hmm. Two Norwegian uh, Norwegian's women were strangled, and one of the women was hit with a hatchet. There was a third woman involved who escaped and later identified a fisherman named Louis Wagner as the murderer. He was tried, convicted, and hung to death, but some argue that he was not the murderer. Mm, of course, I mean, there will always be those. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's why there are books, and who knows, maybe one day we'll cover that just as a fun episode. Just for funsies. Malaga. I'll hurry in. We got Four more islands to get through. You're fine. I feel okay. like I've got a good chunk of information too. This is just this is just a lot of info for you guys. It is. I'm sorry. I hope it's not dry. No, it's not. I I'm just saying this is going to be a good hearty episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> no, I I liked. I picked this one because it was different. Because I'm like, we're doing a set of islands. When have we done that? In January. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying. I, when I said, when have we done that? You went in January. Oh, no, no. I was like, dang. <laughs> no. All right. Malaga Island is connected to Smutty Nose. Yay. And it's connected by a breakwater that was built by Captain Samuel Haley in the late 1700s. I have no idea what a breakwater is. I'm like trying to use my context clues, but I'm right. not going to act like I don't live in the middle of the Midwest. <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> We are uh, landlocked. Oh, yeah. Beyond landlocked. <laughs> like we don't, we don't even get... If you go up to the tip, the tip of Indiana, the top of Indiana, you get a little bit of water. We got creeks here. Creeks. <laughs> got a creek. <laughs> anyway. That's actually just a pothole puddle in the road. Pretty much. Yeah. Which we played in. We sure did. <laughs> there is home video of us playing. Shh. Move on. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, God. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> I hate you. It was rebuilt in the 1820s. There are currently no houses or buildings on the island. It is privately owned by the same family that owns Smutty Nose. That's righteous gemstones. It's that family. It is. Uh, Cedar Island. Cedar Island got its name from the cedar trees located on the island. I was going to ask if it was like Mm C-E-D-A-R. Yeah. I mean, why, you know. Why complicate things? (laughs) Yeah. The island was discovered in the early 1600s by explorer John Smith. Blit. Today, the <laughs> island is occupied by lobster men and their families. Lobster. Lobster. Just the yeah. lobster men. <laughs> like, think the Amanda Bynes show. Bring yes. out the dancing lobsters <laughs> and their families. Oh, my God. I forgot about I, I really didn't even watch that that much. I just knew about it. Okay. Well, Cedar Island is teeny tiny. It only measures one-seventh of a mile in diameter. What does that even mean? Is that less than a city block? One seventh of a mile? Yeah. You had to run a mile in high school. Does it look like I run? What are <laughs> no. you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. No, well, because I'm trying to think running around the track once is a quarter of a mile, so then almost cut that in half. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think, I'm a very visual learner here, so I'm like <laughs> yeah. flatten that out. And that can't even be like a city block. I, I don't, wouldn't think so. Yikes. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. I could run that. I, yeah. And still be out of breath. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of breath putting this comfy on. What oh in the God. world? <coughs> Lunging Island. Lunging Island is an island formerly named Londoners Island and was believed to be the original base of a London company. The island was first owned by Oscar Layton, I believe. Oscar the Grouch. Uh, which is Celia Thaxter's brother. Ah, uh, Yes classic celia oh yeah (laughs) uh legend has it that there was a shipwreck there with only one survivor well there has was it was it celia or whoever you said oscar yeah i don't know this that survivor was a oh that was a pirate who was said to have buried treasure there today lunging island is privately owned oh my god is it the smutty nose well it didn't say yeah 
The last island is Duck Island. Again, can you why imagine why? <laughs> Duck Island's name for the migrating birds the island inhabits. I thought maybe it could be shaped like a duck. I don't know. That'd be intense. Today, the island is used as a wildlife refugee. Earlier, the island was a restricted zone used as a bombing targets by the government. Ref- is it refuge? Refuge. Oh, yep. Is it two E's or did it have two It had E's? a single E. You were I, correct. Listen, they forgot the two E's in the saloon. The haircutting O's place burnt sal- down. <laughs> the O in saloon, you mean? What did I say? E's. Oh my gosh. Y'all were falling <laughs> apart. The artist no. saloon. <laughs> and the refugee ducks. <laughs> the refugee ducks. Uh, did and- you see me just like my eyes go Ooh, to the wall like <laughs> trying to figure out. And if anyone is curious about those books on the murder, there's a whole thing. This website, it's called thelineup.com. Okay. Covers it. It covers a lot of it, but there's still the books that you can read. There is, uh, where's the book at? Holy crap. Mystery on the Isles of Shoals, Closing the Case of the Smutty Nose Axe Murders of 1873. It doesn't really go down smooth. No, (laughs) no. But I mean, once again, why overcomplicate? Mm -hmm. Why leave us guessing? Yep. And their little, uh, their grab here that they wrote, this was in 2017. I see, I see. On an icy March morning in 1873, horror struck the Isles of Shoals when two women were murdered during during a home invasion. But was the man convicted truly responsible? Dum, dum, dum. Da, 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 yeah. And that is a picture of him there, I believe. That that and it that is facial off. hair was a choice, though. It was. It's well, a, that's so he's got the mustache, but then like his lower lip is rounded off with a lower mustache. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah. It's like he's got a lower lip a uh, lip strap instead of a chin strap. <laughs> But that is, um, oh my gosh, what's his friggin' name? Lewis Wagner is yeah. the guy who was tried and convicted. Like, his bad choice in facial hair doesn't make him a bad man. So, Yeah. Well, the, that's something we'll have to get into because I definitely wanted to read that article, but I, I nixed it because there's so much else going on. I cut a lot of things <laughs> that I was well, initially I feel bad going to cover. I, like, I mean, I still cut things, but like... I suppose I get the exciting stuff, so maybe it'll be fine. That's true. That's I didn't get into any like tough type of uh, haunted history, but I assume it probably has something to do with the shipwreck and the murders and whatnot. Possibly. So let's find out. So I'm surprised you didn't get any of your information from the the source that I did, which was Dread Central. I did not go there, no. Because it had a whole mess of stuff, and it, like, broke it down by, like, history, people, the ghosts, today, blah, blah, blah. So, um, a big chunk of this... The one website I got it from, I can't remember what it was, but I know that it was, it was written in, like, 98, and last updated in 2006. Oh, good. It's called A Quick History of Shoals, the Isle of Shoals. Okay. Seacoastnh.com is where I got my information. Yay. I have to burp. The voltage is coming back. Oh, my word. Quit. I can't. It's coming. Ah! Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. If it happens in the middle of me talking, that will be embarrassing, and I'm sorry. But anyway. You could cut it, you know. We have control. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Anyway, this is coming from dreadcentral.com. Wow, wow. There seems to be a large population of restless souls on the island chain, with each story more tragic and bizarre than the next. Uh, I almost read a line twice. Get it together. Literally one (laughs) sentence in. (laughs) You're not wrong. And while each one is ingrained in the history of folklore of the islands, disagreements still arise occasionally as the wherefores and hows. Wow. I know, wherefores. (laughs) What a big word. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or an interesting word. Hello. Oh, my speaker kicked off. Oh, that's scary. We're just so dysfunctional. <laughs> Holy heck. I can't swallow. Okay, oh, Philip God. Philip Babb, who is most commonly reported as an early settler and constable, is also reputed, reputed, that's what it says, to be a former shipmate of Captain Kidd. Kidd with two Ds. I've heard of him. I know, right? I'm not kidding. 
No, I don't. I know. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic. Like, no, I've definitely heard Captain Kidd. No, it's fine. According to Hawthorne, Kidd murdered his crewman. And, and I'm assuming Hawthorne is someone that was mentioned earlier in the article. Wow. Why? This <sighs> is a whole nightmare right now. I'm not cutting any of this. I'm sure it was somewhere earlier in the article because I cut out the whole history uh-huh. portion of it. So I'm assuming Hawthorne has been mentioned before. But Hawthorne said Kidd murdered his crewmen in order to protect the treasure that is supposedly buried somewhere on the island. Mm-hmm. Now referred to as Old Bab, he walks the shores near the cove that bears his name. He's often seen wearing an old frock-style coat and is described as having a dreadful countenance. Oh. Countenance. Countenance. <laughs> Sorry. Yikes. Man, I, listen, I can't swallow everybody. I have a hard time swallowing sometimes, even just like my own air. And I just choked just then on nothing. Cool. Moving on. Not to be outdone, Blackbeard left one of his many wives, the 15th in fact, (laughs) on one of the islands when British forces were homing in on him in 1720. Good. Let, Let out the cargo weighing you down i don't know she stayed on the aisle without food or water watching over his treasure all the while pacing the shore and muttering he will return girlfriend like he you're the 15th wife and you're like this time he means it uh, no treasure has been found but that doesn't stop people from looking nor does it stop the lady from walking oh ooh. most often she's seen on smutty nose island <laughs> though she has also been spotted on white island as well it's on Smutty Nose that she seems to spend most of her time pacing between the shore and the hotel on the island. A curious phenomenon occurred in the 1900s following the murder of a woman on board a guinea ship. Mm-hmm. For 20 years, the crews of guinea boats, and only guinea boats, were reportedly attacked during foggy or storm-tossed nights. What is a guinea boat, you ask? Moving I've, on. Okay, uh, <laughs> I've heard of it, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's just like a small... I would guess, like so I'm using my context clues, because like I know that guinea fowl is mm-hmm. little... Fa- they're just little birds. Yeah, I think they're just like little passenger boats. I'm gonna guess so. But anyway, apparently those were the only boats that were attacked during foggy storm-tossed nights. Strangely, there was never any record of any of the shoalers doing the attacking. Subsequently, many women and men stuck close to the islands, refusing to venture far out into sea. I mean fair since the day it wrecked in 1842 there have also been sporadic reports of the ship isidore i would guess isidore Mm -hmm. uh patrolling the bays usually only sighted for a few moments at a time the ship has been sought and featured on several television programs all watching for its eerie sails that billow without wind oh spooky white island and its lighthouse claims to be the home of not one but three apparitions The first, believed to be the ghost of Blackbeard's wife, appeared as a lady in white. Go figure. (laughs) Phantom footsteps and cries accompany her presence, startling visitors and locals alike. Another, in Moody's cave, screams and cries as she attempts to hide with her child from hostile Native Americans. I am fixing their verbiage here. While this story seems far-fetched, the woman has been identified as Bet- Betty Moody, after whom the cave is named. Why? Well, I think you are going to say Bette Midler. <laughs> after Bette Midler. I wish a national treasure, honestly. Now that I said that, oh, God, don't nothing happen to Bette Midler. Why did I almost say... What? I, like, out of my mouth, I almost said the late great, and I said, that's dumb. She's still alive. Stop. I feel like we're putting really bad vibes out. Bette oh. Midler, you're fine. You're so sassy on Twitter. Like, I know you're fine. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Betty Moody, <laughs> after whom the cave is named. Of course, there have also been reports of the same woman haunting the Star Island cave. The third comes in a form of a woman's muffled cries and heralds big storms on the island. No explanation has been given for her presence, though some theorize that the wind off the harbor could easily be mistaken for a woman's cries. Which, I mean, mm, yeah, we've talked about before with, like, uh, some woods that we've been in. They're like, you'll hear a woman crying, but it's, like, trees rubbing together. Yeah. But then we've also talked about how it could be, you know, s- energy from spirits manipulating the physical things around it to create contact in that way yeah we could see it both ways yeah 
It is curious to note that despite the horrific nature and strand surrounding hoopla around the axe murders in 1873, now that you're curious, now that you mentioned it, there have been no reported sightings of ghosts related to the event. Yeah. Weird. I figured that was going to be like the the big grab. And that's what, and that's, I mean, what it's saying here is like, there's so much around the axe murders and not one of the apparitions that have been mentioned are about it. Huh. The house in which the murders took place is gone now, with ghoulish souvenir hunters carrying away even blood-spattered pieces of wall and floorboard. Oh my god. You know, okay, so we like, you know, true crime as much as the next person. Mm -hmm. There's a line. We just had this conversation. And uh, that's that line. Like, people were in fact murdered. And I feel like running in to grab pieces of bloodied floorboard. Isn't that what happened with the Velisca axe murders? I think so. Well, because, I mean, that was during a time when, like, forensics was non-existent. Non-existent. And so they just kind of let people come in and sort of, like, tour the home. Yeah, they, like, toured the home, basically, to be like, look at all your dead neighbors. And they, yeah, they took things, they made the beds, they did all this, like... Yeah, I don't remember. I That's awful. And I know we just had this conversation the other day with, we're really into true crime, but there is a fine line between being obsessed and, like, infatuated almost with serial killers. Yeah, we talked about it because of Dahmer, right? Yeah. It's just... I don't know. There's there's mixed views on that. Uh, I don't even want to get into the whole Evan Peters winning thing. Ultimately, I'm going to say it's not his fault that he won the award. Like, Yeah, he was doing a job and he did it well enough to be awarded for it, I guess. I mean, it's I'm not putting any blame on him for that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people sensationalizing Yes. Uh, murderers like Ted Bundy, the whole wave of Ted Bundy stuff coming out with Zac Efron and with all the documentaries and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. now with Jeffrey Dahmer, it's just like, I. it's interesting to know these things, but like, don't be a douchebag about it. I'm more there for the psychology behind it. Mm-hmm. I find that interesting. I'm not, I don't have like posters of serial killers up on my walls. That's no, weird. no, I like... I don't know. I find it interesting, but like that's where the line stops. I I like to know these things lest history repeat itself. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that too. I, but anyway, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. Just don't don't be that person. Yeah, please. <laughs> so anyway, they come and steal pieces of this house that people were murdered in casually. <sighs> However, the broken axe believed to be the same that killed the two Swedish women sits in a glass case in the Portsmouth Athenium. Arguments still break out over whether Wagner was innocent or guilty, so it seems a ghost of a sort still lingers after all. Okay, so there is something associated with the murders. Yeah, I mean, well, they're saying that, like, we they don't know. So they don't know if he's guilty the, for some reason of, of all of the things that people could see on these islands these you know murdered people the women yeah are not one of them okay so i will be honest i really liked all the information that i found on that website that's what pushed me to pick this and then i was like now time to find an investigation why was it so hard it was uh, so uh, hard i did find one ultimately like luckily actually i uh, ghost hunters, not ghost adventures. Ghost hunters did mm-hmm. go to these aisle, the, to the aisles, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because my house sucks. But like, it wouldn't play the episode. It just kept saying it was unavailable. Hmm. So very annoyed about that. So I decided. But also, I did find like on my phone. I found it on like the Daily Motion or something. Yeah. And I started to watch it, and I was like, you know what, I. I hesitate to get my information, my experience from things like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, because no offense to them, but I just want, like, real people. Yeah. (laughs) Real people investigating these places. So I found one that was still, I had to pay, you know, three whole dollars and some change for this, so. 
Oh. I <laughs> know oh, I bought it on YouTube because I didn't on YouTube. I didn't mean to say YouTubes. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. I say YouTubes. <laughs> oh, good goodness. Yes. I, it's one of those I started saying it ironically uh, yes and then it stuck i do that with a number of things and i i say to myself i'm like i have to stop before this becomes real and then <laughs> it's real and it's too late but anyway so this this uh source that i'm going to use for the experience i did have to pay for on youtube and surprisingly so i've never heard of it this <laughs> the these aisles this they did pick one island in particular it was star island the oceanic mm-hmm. hotel okay so this was the first episode of the first season. Like, this was the thing that kicked it all off. I've never heard of it. To my knowledge, I don't know if it's still going. No offense to them. Maybe not. Because mm-hmm. it really feels like if we had been given the opportunity to have a show, like, with a slight production budget. Oh. So, I mean, they were, like, amateurs, which was nice. But, I don't know. It's definitely no ghost adventures, but I kind of like it in that way. Yeah. But any hoot, um, I had to buy it because it was actually, uh, like, sci-fi got a hold of it. You oh. can find the episodes on sci-fi. And one of the production companies is Bloomhouse. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, okay, so y'all got connections, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's these three people. Uh, I think I end up saying somewhere it's uh, Sarah, Sean, and Zand, which is short for Xander. And Sarah and Sean are ex-partners. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, and then they bring along their friend Xander. So it's a little... <laughs> As a mediator. Uh, kind of, but I don't know. It's just an interesting trio. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I tried to write this out in a way that I could just read it straight through, so we'll see how it goes. I was, like, watching and taking notes, and then I was, like, shorthanding, so... Sorry if it seems a little uh, scatterbrained. That's that's what I do best, as I couldn't even think of the word scatterbrained. (laughs) So the show is called Stranded. And I think the whole concept behind it is they find places like this. Like you said, there's not real any real um, people who live there all the time now. Yeah. So they find places that are sort of abandoned and then strand themselves there for a stretch of time to do an investigation so Mm, like here they were here for five days monday through friday oh yeah like they stayed in the hotel investigated the hotel and the little and star island in general so starting strong with the typical ghost hunting trio trope we have one believer who is sean one skeptic who is xander and then one who's like on the fence but wants to believe that is sarah Mm-hmm. which like it seems silly but that is that is a thing i mean even with ghost adventures that's a thing you have um you know zach who's the believer mm-hmm. um oh gosh what are their names nick and aaron. nick is the skeptic and aaron is going to be the one that's open to whatever yeah so it's just it just is what it is it creates good uh banter and well it gives you um different viewpoints yeah so yeah i like okay part of me i'm not gonna read it actually now that i started to say it out loud i will say on imdb there is one i i look for i think i've mentioned this before when i'm looking at reviews for something i go immediately for the one star reviews the bad reviews because Uh i want to see if these people are just full of crap or if it's genuine so there was like a pretty long one star review about how dumb it was about how scripted it was about all the tropes that they played into Mm -hmm. uh i'll go ahead and spoil it now and tell you i don't agree with that person okay like it was all very dumb so the oceanic hotel i'm gonna feel really dumb if i end up going over this later but i'm just going off script now the oceanic hotel is still in use in season Uh uh-huh yeah and they're doing this investigation off season so there's nobody there but like in the review the person's like it's totally unrealistic like they're in this they're in this hotel this powerless quote-unquote hotel uh and yet they talk about they put their food in the refrigerator well how's it going to stay cold if there's no power and and there's lights going on and off and why are they not saying anything if there's no power not once did they say that there was no power to this building 
Okay. Like, <laughs> and they do in fact use the refrigerator because there is power to this building. It's a functioning building. Right. And the person was like, it's all, it's all stupid. Like from the very beginning, they're like, oh, there's no power to this place. N- no one ever said that. Literally no one said that. Oof. I just got like a stab <laughs> in my back. I don't know what that was. That was weird. I know. I'm sitting like a less curvy banana and it's like hurting my back because I'm leaning into the microphone. I'm full banana right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but anyway, and then they went on to say like it's very clear that they're acting, that the things were scripted. Like they would notice these these exact things that they foreshadow. Because in the beginning... I think I talk about it. There's a guest book that explains the history of the hotel and the hauntings of the hotel. And he's like, they basically just scripted it then out for themselves and played out what was in the guest book. And I'm like, actually, they went pretty off. We'll get to it. But they went off of what the guest book told them would be happening. Mm -hmm. Like, they kind of veered off of that. And just everything this one star review said, ultimately, they're like, lights will go on and off and they like don't don't uh acknowledge those at all so what's up with that and i'm like where i watched this whole episode (laughs) and what lights are you watching like yeah so i don't know all of that to say i was a little nervous because i saw this review and it just sounded like some uh d-bag that just i don't know it's all he's one of their exes <laughs> probably it's all because he's like and of course the final night is where all of the big stuff happens and everything goes crazy and blah 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 i'm like that's what is called like uh for for entertainment effect you idiot like of course they're gonna they're building up to this yeah like these all could have happened through throughout the week and they compiled it for the night because that's called entertainment sweaty look it up like right. I, I don't know the person was just very dumb Okay, now let's get back to script. Sorry, good lord. We got a believer, a skeptic, one that wants to believe. It's a little cringy, but like, so so are we. I don't know. That's what we do. <laughs> um, oh, also, uh, the one open to believe, to believing is the ex. So, mm-hmm. yes, I had already explained that. When they arrive at the cemetery, they find, are the, pff, spoilers, <laughs> when they arrive at the island, they find a little cemetery and they stop to read one of the grave markers that says, William Caswell died November 2nd, 1836. Death is a debt to nature due. I've paid the debt and so must you. Word? <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, starting strong. Very creepy. That like gave me cold chills for no reason. Uh-huh. It's just like, who just puts that on a tombstone? That's it's just that right there in the Caswell graveyard. Bitter. Bitter. Mm-hmm. I died and now you have to too. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the hotel on the island is open seasonally. The guest book said it's been known to be one of, what do you think? The most haunted hotels in America. Wow. wow. I even put the eye roll emoji because this is on my phone. <laughs> it gives a brief background of the hotel and mentions that the ground floor of the hotel has seen a number of paranormal occurrences. Winter caretakers have said that chairs have been known to move on their own in the Calvinist dining room and phantom people have been seen spying in the windows from the outside. No. Like, it's like I, I immediately hate that. Not happy that you called them phantom people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is quotes from, I tried to keep it quoted to the guest book. But yeah. So during the winter months when no one lives on this island, and the only way to get out there, by the way, is by boat, uh, they would see people spying through the windows. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second floors where all of the guest rooms, like hotel rooms, reside. At the end of the hall is a nursery. <laughs> which is said to be home to a powerful supernatural energy. The disembodied voice of a child has been heard to answer when called upon. Oh, okay. Uh, They don't know who the child is, but it is rumored to be a little boy who died from falling on the rocks. And I think I briefly heard a story about this in a different video I watched, which was a little boy wanted to play out. Like, I mean, if you know islands, they're rocky. That's that's why there's lighthouses to warn boats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Little boy wanted to play outside. Mom said, fine, but be back by this time. Uh, Wasn't back by that time. Went and looked, and he had slipped and fallen down the rocks, hit his head, and died. So that's who they believe that ghost is. That's sad. No, it is sad. Because those rocks, you know they have to be so slick. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I know. Did I not tell you about my little mishap in Michigan? You might have. I think you said it may. Yeah, because you were mad about it. 
Yeah. Well, was it like a boat ramp? Because boat ramps it, get so slick with moss. It was like, the boat ramp, and I took one step too far where the water wasn't up to it, but it can get up well, to it. I mean, because that's high tide and all yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, I definitely slipped and went into the river, and man, was I angry. Man, like wet pants, wet undergarments, mm-hmm. Ooh, shoes, <sighs> pants. I would have been so salty. <sighs> How far up your body were you in the water? See, it scares you when you hear it. But no, really, it was just like I was sitting in a puddle. Like, my foot went all the way in. And... Something about wet jeans, and especially wet uh, undergarments, mm-hmm. in, under jeans, like, makes me want to throw up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was super mad about that. God. You're mad talking about it? <laughs> yes, I was just thinking about it because, I, like... When I fell, I put my hands down. I fell straight on my butt. Mm-hmm. Like, feet went out in front of me, and I yeah. fell sitting down. So yeah. I could have easily just, like, broke, broke my wrist or something. That's how I broke my arm. You know that's how I broke my arm. I know. I was mostly embarrassed, embarrassed even though John was the only person who saw well, me Jordan fall. saw it, too. She said... <laughs> she was in the car. We uh, oh. the car, This sounds terrible. We just walked like a couple of yards from the car and no one else was around. Yeah. It was fine, guys. She you just fine. wanted to look at the water and you're like, I'm we never did. doing that We're again. like, it's so pretty. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> and she went. <clears throat> oh, that cough just reminded me I never took ibuprofen. I have such a bad headache. Oh, that wasn't Michigan. I'm sorry. That was Ohio. I uh, Was it? Yeah, it was in Ohio. Huh. Time is an illusion. I don't remember <laughs> when that happened. Anyway, kid fell, died. <laughs> Whoops, Daisy. God. <laughs> uh, the most active part of the hotel is said to be the fourth floor. It's been nicknamed Ghost Alley. <laughs> Casually. Wonderful. Uh, large pieces of furniture have moved on their own. And on July... So, the fourth floor, I will say, was like um, em- where the employees stayed. Where the uh, seasonal caretakers stayed. Okay. And there were, I don't remember how many at a time, but yeah, I feel like that's usually the case. The workers end up staying in the top floor away from everybody. Okay. But anyway, uh, on July 17th, 1902, 14 employees of the hotel drowned while on a sailing trip between the islands. They all just took a day trip, took a day off, and they all died. Jesus. So it's a little active up there. Yeah. Uh... Now, that was all, I mean, that was like nitpicking. They've read a lot more, but that was the guest book. I go on to say the trio, which I guess I should say their names are Sarah. See, I already went over this. Sarah, Sean, and Zand. Uh, So, Sean is the believer. Sarah is the ex who is open-minded. Xander is the skeptical friend. Mm -hmm. While they're just eating and discussing, so they have like video diary stuff going on and just... Sitting and plotting and planning like any other show in addition to the action. Yeah. And they just have cameras set up. What I kind of like is they each have a camera, right? On their cameras, mounted on top of the camera facing them are GoPros. So you can see their reactions in real time as they're getting, which I kind of liked. I don't have money, but it would be cool. (laughs) Just, (laughs) Just as a heads up. Um, Let's see. They're eating and discussing their plan when they hear... A rhythmic knock somewhere down the hallway. Uh, so this wasn't even like they were investigating. He, they're literally eating chips and salsa. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm going to take the plates over here. Like, I'll be back. And you just hear, like, this slow rhythmic knocking. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to pinpoint where the sound was coming from. And then there was just this super loud bang. Like, you, the playback. And so he's, like, standing up ready to take the plates. And you see him, like, Ooh, and he, like, <laughs> jumps forward. Uh-huh. Um. So they go to search to find where the sound came from, and there's, like, they finally find a metal pantry door that's ajar, mm-hmm. and he was, like, I'm gonna, he's, like, Give everybody be quiet for a second, we're gonna see if this is what it is, and he, like, punched the pantry door closed, and that was the exact sound they heard, but it was, like, open, so it's, like, something punched it open. From the inside, yeah. oh. Eee. Yeah, and, well, and to top it off, it's where the plates and bowls were. And he literally was saying, I'm going to go put these plates up. And that's when the door got punched. So they were like, well, they were trying to help you find it. I guess. Right. Um, Let's see. They were out walking the grounds in the daytime. And on the fourth floor, there was a window open. Like, you see them and they were like, why is that open? They're just like, oh, anyway. And they're just (laughs) looking up. But it's like a a little rainy. It's New Hampshire. Uh Uh-huh. 
So they're like, well, there's rain coming in, so we should probably get inside and go close it. Uh, they finish their rounds walking. They turn to go back up to the building, and the window is now closed. <laughs> and they're like, no, absolutely not. Thanks. So they go inside, go up to the fourth floor. My worst nightmare, there's no elevators. So oh, they, no. <laughs> they had to walk up to the fourth floor. They get to the room, and he opens the window like the window was kind of hard to open. I, I thought they were going to try to open it and it wouldn't open at all mm-hmm. he could open it and he pushed it all the way open but he as soon as he's like watch this he like just took his hands away for a second and it just started slamming closed like it, it won't stay open uh-huh but when they they got it on you can see it on camera that it's just sitting open hmm. like for a good chunk of time and then they go to looking at the grounds again mm-hmm. so something was holding it open Ooh, and then it clo- okay. and it slammed shut, uh-huh. which they didn't hear. Right. So, do not know about that. Ew. <laughs> oh, let's see. They oh they did an EVP session after that while they were up there, and when they listened back, they heard what sounded like a child's voice. <laughs> uh, and it said, "The only thing I didn't like about this is they did get a few EVPs, but they didn't play them back like enhanced or anything. You heard them listening through headphones and got like the residual sound." Okay. So, but I will say this one was the one I heard the clearest, and I I thought about mimicking it, but I can't. You just hear what sounds like a little kid's voice say, are they seeing me? No. Like, really <laughs> clearly. Because they're just like, is somebody up here? Is someone trying to open the window? Mm-hmm. And that's when they got the, are you see? Are they seeing me? Oh, God. <laughs> um, But what they noticed was... Yes, it's a little kid's voice, but they're like, honestly, it sounds like a little girl's voice, not a little boy's voice. Uh-huh. And uh, such a silly sexist comment to make, but they had like set out some toys and stuff mm-hmm. uh, as trigger objects. And one of them was a baseball. And this freaking guy was like, when they said it sounded like a girl, he's like, oh, that's probably why uh, they didn't want to play with the baseball then. I oh, said, homie, I played Lord. baseball for 11 years. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, what in the world? Kelsey. That just you're also gay what <laughs> what what are you talking anyway does maddie know i don't know i'll have to break the news does to your her roommate later know? I, my roommate doesn't know i'll have to tell her later okay it's really gonna shock her uh but anyway she you said won't believe what happens next <laughs> shut up anyway so she said when they're trying to interact with the child ghost they get are you are they seeing me uh-huh so creppy no uh, they went out to investigate the island again. They were there for five days. So, like, they would investigate the grounds during the day, the building at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- so because now they feel like it's a little girl. So, they go out to find the graves to see if they can find the gravestone of a little girl. Right. And they actually find... I can't I can't remember. There's, like, a sign. There's a wooden turnstile that they used to use for sheep. And there was, like, a sign out there that said... Uh, something like it used to be used for sheep, but now it is wild and something. On um, basically like that through this turnstile is the wild side of the island. Basically, we leave it to nature. Like we oh. don't keep that part of it. Uh, but through that turnstile on the side that they don't keep anymore, they found a cemetery, uh-huh. <laughs> and one of them had like a family plot three gr- three gravestones: Millie, Mitty, and someone else. Sounds like little girls mm-hmm. and one of the gravestones said Mitty, and they it was like a little it was pretty old pretty worn probably from the water the spray all that mm-hmm. so they did a, a grave rubbing of it to get a better so they could read it better and the grave says Mitty, aged seven years i don't want to die but i'll do as jesus wants me to what in God's uh-huh. name? Doesn't that like? Someone said that is a really messed up thing to put on a child's marker. That's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't want to die, but I'll do as Jesus wants me to. Ew. Yeah. No. So sorry, Mitty. Uh, nobody wanted that. I promise you. No. <laughs> like I don't know. Nobody wants that. So, and I mean, you can't make it up. You saw it as they're rubbing it. You could read it with your own eyeballs. Do you see? Like, I know I'm cold, but like. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't like that. So now knowing uh, some of the kids' names, they did another EVP session and spoke directly to these kids. Um, They, 
they were calling them out by name and saying that they could talk to them when they caught an audible like giggle down the hallway yeah Mm -hmm. so that was icky another thing that he decided to do was because they say that doors open and close all the time it was just a creepy visual Mm -hmm. he took a bunch of dolls because of course there were dolls in the rooms right um closed all of the doors in the hallway took a string and tied it from the handle of the door to a doll and have the string like taut. So there's just a line of dolls down the hallway. He's like, this way, if the door opens and closes, even if we're not here, we'll see that the, the doll has been pulled moved. and the door shut. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, none of the dolls moved. But like, okay. Lord, was it creepy when he looked down the hallway. And like, one of them literally was arms out in the middle of the hallway. He's like, well, none of them moved. Oh, good. Uh, so I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... A lot of banging, a lot of clicking and knocking, like the typical sounds, a couple, like I said, EVPs. Uh, after that, it was like just little tidbits here and there. Not a lot of orbs or anything. Mm-hmm. Actually, no orbs to mention. I saw one, but they didn't point it out. Uh-huh. Um, but that was pretty much, those were the big highlights. Uh, the skeptic said they were still a skeptic, but that they were more open to the possibility like there were things that they couldn't explain Mm -hmm. they by the by the night there was a huge like slam you know and they're just like all right i'm really freaked out like i really don't want to do this anymore yeah um and i so i liked it i liked going this route because it was like a little budgeted small budget Mm -hmm. but it was it was like a little cringy because like i said it was as if someone came to us, Bloomhouse came to us, and they're like, we're going to follow you for an investigation. And we're like, oh, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Because someone's like, you can tell it was scripted. You could tell they were acting. I'm like, no, you could tell that these were average, everyday people who Put suddenly had a show on their hands. And they're like, uh, I don't believe that ghosts are real. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it was scripted. I think it was average, everyday amateur ghost adventures got the opportunity to have a little show i mean that's cool still but yeah i mean cool that, for them yeah that episode uh was in 2013 so like the chances of them still going no offense to them are probably pretty slim but i mean i don't feel like i wasted my three dollars i was nervous at first because it did feel very cheesy uh-huh. like they get they get on the boat jack picks them up on the boat and the guy, Sean, was like, so where are we heading again? And then there was, like, a monologue off camera uh-huh. of the island they were going to. I was like, dummy, you just hopped on a boat and you're like, where are you taking us, Captain Jack? <laughs> like, someone really <laughs> said that. Yeah. I was like, we're just trying our best to win an Oscar here and that's all I can see, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you see? I <sighs> know. Never mind. I can't remember. Just- <laughs> Never mind, it this was, is embarrassing. Well, I think we talked about it earlier. It was talking about getting nominated for awards and stuff. But yeah, yeah. We brought up. Never mind. <laughs> oh, with Dahmer and yeah, yeah. Yes. You are correct. <sighs> I don't know. That's a whole can of worms that like I didn't even want to get into. I yeah. don't know. Another time. <laughs> An- another one. Oh, <laughs> I hate, hate DJ- him. <laughs> we do best music. <laughs> every time at work well not every time there was a stretch of time where i work in a coffee shop obviously we'd get a drink you have to pull espresso we get another drink someone would finish taking the order they're like another one and we'd start (laughs) pulling more shots my god um i don't know that's that's what i got that is mostly star island but the isles of shoals Mm -hmm. isle of shoals Yep. Uh, creepy, abandoned islands that were once inhabited and no longer. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty interesting stuff, I thought. I don't know. I had fun looking this one up, maybe because it was different for us. Mm-hmm. It was a little, you know, off the regular. Because some of the things that you showed were like, you know, restaurants and museums. And there yeah. was a castle, the Kimball Castle, which does, or Gimble, Kimball. I think it was Kimball. Kimball Castle. Um, These were other places we considered. Yeah. It's, I mean, that one seemed interesting too, but I, again, had a hard time finding investigations on it and experience on it. Like, I could find haunted history, and then I'm like, okay, so prove it. And nobody could. (laughs) 
Um, but this one just seemed like a nice little change of pace. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to just sit down and watch. I got to watch a whole episode. It was 43 minutes. I just sat nice. my butt down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll watch more of their stuff. I don't know. I did only buy the single episode. If you want to buy the whole season, it's oh, like $13. Only an episode? Boo. Yeah, I know. $3 for an episode. Lame. Yeah. Maybe I have like forever access to it now, though. Mm-hmm. can watch it as many times as I want. Well, I would like to watch it now. <laughs> well, then it started auto-playing as I was finishing my notes. It started auto-playing uh, Alice in Wonderland, a.k.a. with Whoopi Goldberg as the Cheshire no. Cat. No, I know. That freaking acid trip. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is... It started playing. I was like, how did this start? And I was like, I think it's just a trailer. And sh- sure as heck, it was not. It's <laughs> it's like play for free with, with uh, advertisements, I think. Mm-hmm. And just start auto-playing. I said, not in this house. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But All right, well... <laughs> I guess your cats are running amok. Not, they got the zoomies early for themselves tonight. Usually it's when we're asleep. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Anyway, I think that's <laughs> going to wrap up this week's episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. And now I have... Well, good. this is the last episode of the month, which means our next episode is going to be uh, not our uh alphabet not the alphabet correct (laughs) i don't know what it's gonna be yet but it's gonna be something it's gonna be big and uh hopefully good we hope yeah (laughs) we can only hope (laughs) anyway anyway. (laughs) (laughs) i guess we'll see you guys next week then yeah hopefully come back (laughs) oh dang yeah we'll be here next week well i hope they are yeah we'll see you guys please come back thank you come again Oh, okay, for real, go. for real. Because I got to cough again. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsotheysaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at or so they say Pod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you you next week. week.